Hello and welcome to the Story Toolkit. I'm Basim El-Wakil, co-author of Action, The Art of Excitement with Robert McKee, and joining me is Luke Lionel, writer and part of the McKee Storylogue team. Hello, and today we're going to do something quite cool. We're going to talk about our top tens. It's quite a statement. It is. Opening with, we're going to do something cool. We are. This is cool. Uh, Because... uh, so one of the things that I keep getting asked is like, what was the best film? This film? I don't even know what best means. Like, it's very easy to compare two films that are very similar, uh, in the same genre, same intent, same subgenre. It's very difficult to go, yeah, what's better? Like, uh, you know, about Schmidt or um, Star Wars. I'm like, uh, on what level are we even like? What's the comparative element here? How lasers. do you? What's the, lasers? Lasers. Well, then in which case Star Wars doesn't do as well as about Schmidt's filled with lasers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but you have this problem of like, well, what's the standard that we're holding it to? So generally, like, it's, it's I don't understand. Like, people want to rate things like out of five, what would you give it, and all that stuff. I I don't. It doesn't that doesn't yeah. work for me? What I found much more interesting though is I started going. Okay, I tell you what I loved. I tell you what I liked what my favourite films are. And then I came up with this thing of, I realised if you sit down and you say, yeah, what are your 10 favourite films? Not best. There's no pretension. There's no, oh, like whenever you read these top 10 lists in magazines, they always like, number two is always controversial. Like, oh, you didn't think I'd put this so high, but I did. There's always a thing of like, I've placed this here as a discussion topic, not because I think it's better or whatever. And now I'm going to justify my odd choice and all that kind of nonsense. And it's like, this is so pretentious and utterly pointless. But favourites, that's not the case. Favourite, for me, I described it this way. Your favourite film is one that if it was on now, it would be hard to not watch it all the way through. It's one that you've seen I don't know how many times, that you love, and the reason you love it can be as personal as you want. It doesn't matter why. The point is you love it. You're not trying to defend it intellectually. You're trying to say, I love this film (laughs) because this film speaks to me in this way. And then the reason is, if you do that, you will learn something about yourself in the process. And as a writer, that's really important because you don't write things out of a distant, cold, emotionless place. You write them because of passion. Your intellect guides your heart. But without the heart, you've got nothing to write. You need to, when people say I was inspired, it's an emotional response. Inspiration. It's not an intellectual one in that sense. So this is a good place as well. We've I've done this before. Um, yeah. When you start a writing project. Yeah. Um, if if you're not sure, you know, if you're in one of those situations where you're not sure what to write or mm. um, you've got a few ideas, actually sitting down with a top ten, especially yeah. if you're collaborating. Yes. I've done this before with a writing partner where we've written down yeah. top tens um, in isolation. Yeah. Then when you bring that them was together. Me. Yeah, well, that was with you. That was with Jason yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done it a couple of times. Oh, right, yeah. You, uh, you, yeah. Then you uh, write them in isolation, come together, see what common ground there is. And exactly. It answers yeah. a lot of questions. For it you. does. Like, okay, we both love this film, or we both like this kind of story. Yeah. We should probably try and write something in that vein. Um, that, yeah. So I, I, I think it's something that people try to intellectualize art and intellectualize passion a lot. And I'm like, I think we're missing something in this by going into this sort of disembodied scientific mindset. We're ignoring the nature of what it is to watch these films and enjoy these films. Like, the audience doesn't sit there intellectually going, oh, yes, I see why you 
had that act to climax. That's not how the audience thinks, and that's not why we go to see them. So this is hopefully trying to reconnect you with the side of you that's an audience member. And uh, I'm going to collect a bunch of these, by the way, and I'm going to put them on my Tumblr. Uh, I keep meaning to do this, and at some point I actually will. Uh, so I'm going to put mine up there, I'll put yours up there, I'll grab Jason's, I'm going to grab yeah. people's I know. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward, <laughs> I actually really love this stuff. I'm I love so finding gl- this I'm stuff. I'm so glad you added the um, the the caveat of not intellectualizing these, because half of my list mm. it would be indefensible. But this is the thing, like because I... I find that like for me i spend so much time like writing about this stuff and studying this stuff the last thing i want to do is have a debate with someone <laughs> over a film and it's like you don't i'm not going to get into this so i'm i'm happy to teach what i've learned and try and learn but i'm not interested in debating in this area because to me it's just that i don't care fundamentally like i've i've done the work you probably haven't i don't care maybe i'm wrong whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> but this stuff on the other hand is always interesting it's always interesting because it's just like you love that i hated that or like why did you love that it's like it's just what is it about it and it's not intellectual defense it's just i love this sometimes the reason you love it is because of something that triggers in your mind like you love the intellectualization of something that's totally fine as well but the point is you're not trying to say well craft wise it's this or that it's like no this thing happened and it made me fall in love with it and whatever so great so uh, we're going to do our 10 uh, am I going first or should you? I'll go first. You'll you go, go first. first. Okay. Go. So I'm going to do mine in chronological order. Okay. So my first top, but this, just in chronological order, I'm not ranking these. By the way, this is important. How to make your list. You sit down, right? This is how you do You're it. You're intellectualizing the list making oh, the process. The list making process is very important. You sit down. I love how I did uh, This is how I did it. Because people go, how would you pick it? It's like, it's really simple. You sit down, you put a film out, whatever film you want. So like you put Star Wars or whatever, right? Then you take another film about Schmidt, okay? And you put it either above Star Wars or below Star Wars, depending on how much you love it. I love it more than Star Wars, I love it less than Star Wars. That's it. You keep doing that, and as you keep going, eventually you'll hit a point where there's 10 at the top. That's your top 10. And you'll be amazed at what isn't in your top 10. But you do it on a case-by-case basis. That's how I suggest you do it. But you don't have to. I don't care. Right. I I wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able I to. I couldn't do it. do it that way because I stress and sweat over this kind of <laughs> stuff too. I love lists like this. Like I, it's it's an absolute passion. <laughs> it's my, too my, much. My wife and I made recently a top t- like our own top ten music. Yes. Uh, like songs like for right. whatever reason, um, not for as in for the the songs being on the list yeah. for whatever reason. Same as this. Yeah. Um, and we because we were going on a long car journey, we had a we had a time limit of about five days, and I've never felt stressed <laughs> like it. Five days is not long enough for me. I need time to let it filter and percolate. And it, should this go or this go? So I was sweating blood by, by you know, the, the night before the list was due. I feel you may be missing the point of the list. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, right. So uh, I tell you what, uh, I will uh, 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 one second because I just realized something. Right. Just had to plug in the power back to the laptop because uh, it was running out. Okay. Because you were so overwhelmed with joy for this week's podcast. Uh, I'm, exci- I'm excited to not attack something. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, okay. So, my, I'm going in chronological order. Yep. Luke is going by the seat of his pants. Yep. Uh, my first film, chronological. So, 1986. 
Actually, no, it should be 1985 as the first one. Because that 1985 comes before 1986. It does, yeah. So 1985, my first film on my top ten favourite is Clue. Clue is a film. It's a murder mystery farce comedy, uh, which is based on the board game. <laughs> so it's got Mrs. Peacock and Miss Scarlet and all those things. And this is one of my absolute favourite films. Um, it has three endings. They did this thing where you go to the cinema and you'd only see one ending. And you didn't know where the other two were. You had to go find another cinema to watch the other ending. But I didn't know this. I only ever saw it uh, at Christmas. Is that is that what they did then? That's what they did. And that's why it failed. Um, because if you watch one ending, even if you watch the third ending, which is like the big ending, yeah. it's not satisfying. And the reason I know this is because if you buy the DVD, you can choose to watch one ending at random or all three in the right order. Right. So every time I've said it, I've, I used to watch it on, on DVD, I would put it on with a random ending because I thought, what does it feel like? It's rubbish. <laughs> it's so unsatisfying. But when you watch with all three, the ending has a great sort of adrenaline rush to it and the three endings, none of which work individually, because the third ending is too dark. Straight out the bat, it's just too dark. So the first ending is quite light, the second ending's a bit darker, the third ending's the darkest, but it's the most satisfying, and it just works really well. But isn't it, I get, when you put, oh no, intellectualising it. Oh, yeah, yeah, forget. Think, but my point, it, yeah. but anyway, the reason I'm saying this is why it didn't do so well. So if you watch it, you watch it with all three uh, endings. But I used to watch it every year. At Christmas time, I'd, I had it on video and I'd it, like it would air on BBC and I'd record it every once time. a year. What's wrong? How can a movie be on your top ten? If you uh, no, 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 watch no, it at least don't. once a week. I, I watched it on video repeatedly for oh. every year. I re-recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how this works. I watched it so many times I can quote almost the whole film. I love it. It's one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite films. I want to watch it now. Now that we're talking about it, uh, it's just so, so good. It's so funny and it's so perfect. And that's all there is to it. And we're not having any more discussion about what's done because it's the best. Your one? Uh, things to do in Denver when you're dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is that is I, I, the the rest of my list is interchangeable in terms of place in the top ten. But that's, oh, right, but that's number one, and will always really? be number one. Yeah, there was a question mark. I watched it again um, recently because I hadn't actually seen it in a while. Yeah, um, because since start since really becoming a writer properly yeah. and learning the craft, I was terrified. <laughs> to Terrif- go back and watch. Right, it. yeah, I know because it was my favorite movie growing up. Yeah, and, um, I get that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so I was really really scared to go back and watch it, um, but eventually I did uh, last year, and I was happy. I was content that it it holds up, even really? even knowing what I know now about writing. That's good. Yeah, it does hold up. I only seen it once. I should really rewatch it. Uh, it's worth. We it should do it. We should do a Clue Denver Dead night. <laughs> just like, we should just watch those two films. I think it's worth it just for Andy Garcia. He is a handsome. He's man. a damn handsome man. <laughs> Okay, number two on my list came out in 1986. Transformers the movie. <laughs> the cartoon. None of this Michael Bayheimer crap. Oh, Michael Bay is his name. Bayheimer is not his name. Doesn't matter. I hate him. Forget him. This is the awesome 1986 cartoon that has a cast that has Lennon Nimoy in it, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle... And Orson Welles, and this is Orson Welles' last role, therefore his best role, and that's all there is to it. Uh, Transformers the movie, I was watching this once with Aaron, uh, we were watching it, he hadn't seen it before, and the opening, like the 
Unicron is a big planet. It eats another planet. Then they have like a Star Wars crawl. And Aaron goes, this is just ripping off Star Wars. And I realized he's absolutely right. And I had not noticed this before. Went a bit further. Like remembered a bit the scene that's coming where Megatron out of nowhere has a lightsaber. And I went, stop the film. Went, we're not watching this with you. (laughs) And you're not ruining this to me. But the fact is Transformers, the movie... If I played the soundtrack now, I would, at the same time, be very, very happy and crying. So, because I love it, there's... Oh, I just love it so much. And one of the things I've noticed, actually, about it is why I'm so willing to kill characters. <laughs> like, I don't mind characters dying, um, because... It, when because I was, Transformers prepped you for it. Yeah, when I was six years old, they killed all your favourite toys. And then <laughs> they went, here's some new ones you have to buy, and I'm like... <laughs> Like, it traumatised me as a kid. I didn't want to watch it ever again. Like, it really traumatised me. But, like, I kept draw- kept going back to it. I couldn't not watch it. I loved it. So, Transformers the movie, I've watched that I don't know how many times. I've ruined, I don't know how many video versions. I honestly tried to avoid it as much as possible when I was younger because I, I didn't like Optimus Prime dying. But, uh, <laughs> it, like, I know p- parents do this. They go, like, oh, my kid got upset. It's like, that's why we love it. Like, we love Harry Potter because it's scary. You know, the kids actually really love this stuff. They just at first, they they they, they their reaction is they cry, but they actually really they cherish it as they get older. You know, so it's <laughs> wonderful. So anyway, Transformers the movie is the best film ever made. Okay, <laughs> the best film ever made. Yes, so's Clue. <laughs> We've hit your number one, haven't we? Already, that would be number. One. If these were in list of love. Transformers is top. I'm right? going to let you on a secret. Every film on this list is the best film. Like, <laughs> you will notice that I will do this for every one of them. Oh, I okay. love these so much. Okay. Yeah, okay. What's your number two? Uh, there Will Be Blood. <gasps> there Will Be yeah, Blood. Yes. Dreamy. Yes. <laughs> I look at people and see nothing worth liking. <laughs> and that's the reason it's in my top ten. <laughs> I have a competition in me. Yes. I want no one else to succeed. I think I think most Daniel Day Lewis movies could be on my top ten. Really? <laughs> no, I just I want him on my top ten list. I actually can't think of a film of his I liked other than There Will Be Blood. Really? Yes. Ah. How crazy is that? I haven't seen Lost of the Mohicans. Okay. I know you love that one, but I haven't seen that <laughs> one. But no, yeah, he's great in There Will Be Blood, right? There Will Be Blood is fantastic, and it yeah. the the common theme. It is the best film ever made. It's the best film ever made, other than Things Didn't Dumb When You're Dead. Um. <laughs> The, the the common theme on my list is comedy and bad guys. <laughs> and so I've dropped two of my bad guys already. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. So Sunny in Philadelphia is really up on your oh, list. Oh, this is why that's the best show, the best TV show ever made. Right, if okay. this was a TV show, then that would be number yeah, one. Philly is up there. Yeah, right? bad guys and comedy is is where I live. Really? So yeah, the, so Denver and, and there'll be black. I thought it was just because of the moustache. The moustache, well, there's a certain level of envy uh, <laughs> whilst watching it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, he, yeah. Uh, yeah I, that whole I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I can't keep doing this on my own. With these <laughs> people. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like my ten. I could just give you characters to riff on. I, this, I, this I, no, I, I'm with you on Daniel Plainview. Like, I, yeah, he's, he's just, wonderful, right? It's really great. And also, there's an element as well. I like, I like films still being on my less list again, having learned what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. But having films on there that have enough magic and mystery about them that I can't work them out quite enough. I, I agree. Yeah, and there, there'll there's be bloody one that, for me. Yeah, that I, actually, I, there's enough I don't understand. There's about a that magic movie. to it. Yes, yeah. it's too good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe when I reach Jedi level, I'll, I'll, Jedi. Under, I'll understand. No, it I, I get, I get, I get that. No, no, it's you actually want that magic. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. Like you want your grand Budapest exactly. hotels and things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one uh, is Back to the Future Two. Now this is important. You can't pick all the Back to the Futures as one entity. You have to pick the films individually. If you want Back to the Future One, Two, and Three. That's three slots on your list. Nah, you're people. not gonna like my list. It's a, it's, no, it's fine. One person, <laughs> one person made a list, and like almost everything on it was number two. It was a sequel. Really? Yeah, they just loved sequels. <laughs> That's great. But so, but for me, uh, Back to the Future Two is my is. I love this film. I love. I, I I think Back to the Future is a better film. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's probably better. But Back to the Future Two is the best film ever made. <laughs> and, uh, the reason is it's really simple. Uh, I remember, I actually still remember the because it was in Silver Screen Cinema. I remember where I was sitting on the balcony in Silver Screen Cinema when the end of the film kicked in, and Marty rushes back to Doc after Doc has sent him away in 1955, and he comes back to him and he goes like, "Doc, he's got the letter from Doc from 19 from 1888, and he goes, Doc, Doc, I'm, and he goes, I just sent you back to the future. You did, you did, but I'm back, I'm back from the future. Great, Scott." Then it pulls back da, 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 to be concluded. I'm like, what? I have to... And like, I'm on the edge of my seat, just going like... I'm like, what, I was nine years old? I'm the edge of my seat going, this is incredible. What can... And then they have the trailer for the third one. I'm like... <laughs> it's just like... So when I watch Back to the Future 2, I'm just like... Da, 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 da. It gets me going much more... The first one, I love the first one. I really do. I don't watch two and not watch one and three. Like, I always watch them all together. But the reason I watch them all together is for Back to the Future 2. I sit down for like... However long it is, like six, seven hours for that one moment. And yes... It's good. I would be interested to, to see how many words per minute you use in this podcast versus other podcasts. Because my lord, are you talking quickly right now? I don't care. The best <laughs> you can slow it down. You just hit the slow button on the podcast thing. I don't care. You're so going. Back to the Future 2, best movie ever made. Without a doubt. Excellent. Okay. That was, that's number three. What's okay. your number three? Happy Gilmore. <laughs> tap it in. Just tap it in. Oh yeah, yeah, Happy Gilmore, definitely. I can see that. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. At glorious. Chubs. I, I, there was a time I think where I knew that I did know every word in that. It's been a. It's been too long since I've watched it now because oh, I watched yeah, it I with the last time I watched it. I watched it with somebody, and I don't think they enjoyed the movie as much as I did because they were hearing it in stereo. <laughs> but this is the terrible thing about these lists. You go, this is my favorite when you watch it someone and they're not enjoying it. You're yeah. like, are you dead inside? What's wrong with you? Uh, Happy Gilmore's excellent. Yeah. It's really good. And it's yeah. got Julie Bowen in it. Yes. From Modern Family. Yes. How crazy is that? <laughs> and, oh, sh- oh, man, shoot him again. <laughs> shoot his tour. Oh, I eat pieces uh, of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Uh, next up. Uh, on my list yes. is from the far-flung future of 1992. It's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Bum, 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 when bum. you were writing your list out and that, I saw that one on. That's yeah. the the one on your list that I thought, oh no, have I forgotten one? Yeah. So Terminator is 
excellent, but also rubbish, and we can forget about it forever. Because Terminator 2 is the reason Arnold Schwarzenegger exists. It's the best film ever made. <laughs> it's the reason right? he exists. Terminator 2 is so good. Here's one of my favourite things. We play a clip of Terminator 2 in the lecture. And it's the clip where uh, Arnie and the T-1000 meet for the first time. In the Ar- action lecture. In the action yeah. lecture. And they, he shoots the T-1000. Uh, he, go, he says to John Connor, get down. And John Connor gets down, he shoots the T-1000. You go, he's not a policeman, he's a machine. Like that. We play that. It's This film came out in 1992. It still looks better than any film that comes out today. And every time when we stop that scene, the audience goes... Oh. <laughs> they want to watch the rest of the film. It's so good. It's so good. And the thing is that annoys me is that James Cameron keeps releasing it with a different... Ex- I just want the theatrical cut. I yeah. don't need to see shots of Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to smile I in bought, that weird scene. I bought that last year and I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realise it was that cut. It, yeah. was, an, it was a newer I, cut. I, don't I, want I, it. I saw it a lot back yeah. in the 90s when I VHSed it off TV. <laughs> With the little uh, making of documentary they yeah. did as well. It's a big thing when it came out on TV. Yeah. So yeah, we VHS it, watched yeah. it to death, and I knew it back yeah. to front. And so when I was watching it last year, the DVD that I bought, I was yeah. thinking, what the hell are these scenes that are in yeah. here? Yeah, it's like, I, I, I really hate them. It's one of the reasons why I don't watch it that much, because yeah. I, I get annoyed with all those scenes, and it's like, but the, the oh, but Terminator 2 is just so good. Robert Patrick. Team, he's he amazing. Just, yeah. He's not a person. He's like Peter Weller and Robocop. You know, they show you his face and you think he's the special effect. Like, he's <laughs> not He's not a person. He's so good. Okay, okay. that's number four. The best film ever made. Your best one. film ever made, Terminator 2. Yeah. Um, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I, assume, Ocean's Eleven. I assume the Clooney version. The Clooney version, Not, yes. the, not oh, the original. Not the original, no. it's not. I've never seen the original. Um, I this one's, this one's snuck onto my list because yeah. it was after about... Maybe well, it's this. appropriate that it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, my mind is not a casino no <laughs> although there are that many bright lights in it <laughs> and balloons <laughs> and sound and balloons <laughs> um, <laughs> you, yeah so I, this one snuck onto my list because I realised maybe after about the the seventh or eighth time of it being you know randomly on TV yeah and I would just sit and watch the whole thing. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Right? That's I such a great feeling. And I, could I watch, just love watching this one. I could easily watch that now. Yeah. I, I, I could it's, just, it's a wonderful one. It's a, it's a, it's a nice junk food movie. I'm me. really looking forward to the possibility of an all-female version of Ocean's Eleven with Sandra Bullock as yes. Danny Ocean. Yes. And I'm like, that's actually really cool. I don't want <laughs> that to happen. Yeah, I, Ocean's Eleven is really good. you just got to hope there aren't any hardcore fans of Ocean's Eleven that <laughs> <laughs> rally against an all-female. <laughs> it's silly enough. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ocean's Eleven, terrific. Yeah. And uh, just uh, uh, what, one of the many things I love, the, the chemistry between those two. And that. also Andy Garcia is in it. And uh, Andy Garcia. <gasps> Andy, you made it in. I didn't even realise. Twice! Twice. Someone has a man crush. I don't blame you. I, I'm not arguing that at all. I don't blame you. Okay, number five for both of us is the same film. Yes. So we're halfway through and we have the same film at number five. The greatest film of all time. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yes. Dumb yep. and Dumber. This is where Luke and I are in sync. <laughs> we are like, this is it. This is all. I, I want to go to Aspen with you where the beer flows like wine. <laughs> the beer flows like wine. Uh, so Dumb and Dumber. I don't know, man. The French are assholes. <laughs> so Dumb, Dumb and Dumber is brilliant. Oh, we love that. It's so funny. Um, have you watched the extended cut of it? 
No, you told me about this. You warned. Yeah. I know. Sorry, that's a lie. I, I saw it was on TV and I caught one scene, but you'd already forewarned me yes, that it wasn't as good because th- it's not as tight. Yeah, they make a joke and then they carry on, and because they improvised a lot of the dialogue, so there's all this little bit of improv, and you're just like, wow, the editing for Dumb and Dumber is so perfect. Yeah, and also there's all this other stuff like they had subplots that they entirely cut out and things like that. Like it's actually really interesting when you realize how how hard they worked to put that film together in a way that made it so perfect. Yeah. Because, um, like, the extended stuff, so much of it is not good and not funny and off-kilter and everything, but the film, they they perfectly edited it so that it was just excellent. You realise kind of how fragile that yeah. material can it's be, right? Yeah, so fragile, Dumb and Dumb. Unbelievable that they managed to pull it off. <laughs> like, and, no, seriously, like, it's so easy to... It, like, you look at it, I'm like, this is so... They could have ruined it so easily. But it's they... a really smart, stupid movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really is brilliant. I love it. It's so, fu- it's so funny. It's tight. It's so funny. Yeah. And sharp. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. The number of people who, if you just say that, they know what you're referring yeah. to. Like, <laughs> dumb and dumb. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and one of the great things about it is the argument, which one's stupider than the other? Like, yeah. which one's dumb and which one's dumber? Right. And they take it in turns, obviously. <laughs> but, like, you drove a sick of the way across the country in the wrong direction. <laughs> Just when I think you can't get any better. Oh, man. Yeah. You do something like this. Totally redeem yourself. <laughs> oh man, this, uh, there, there's some great bits in in that as well that they don't draw attention to. Right. Uh, I, I'm struggling to remember it now off the top of my head, but um, like there, uh, maybe they do draw attention to it. Maybe I just watched it a hundred times and I've forgotten they were in it. <laughs> there's a bit of bits at the <laughs> the bit the shootout at the end. Where, yeah, where. Um, uh, Harry just shoots around. Yeah. I don't know. I've, the whole thing. It's great. Yes, it's great. it really is. Okay. Number yeah. six. Number six. It's number you six. again, isn't it? Okay. Number six is The Fugitive. I love The Fugitive. The 1993 Harrison What Ford is it film. about The Fugitive? That... It's, it's amazing. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. I, the music is so good. I love the music. I love the fact that it doesn't cheat. It never cheats. It just it keeps getting him in these ridiculous situations. And he keeps getting out of them. Tommy Lee Jones is a brilliant. Is brilliant. I don't bargain. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, his whole like, oh, <laughs> what was that brilliant? It's like I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> um, it's so good. I've watched that. I don't know how many times. I when I was in Chicago, I was in Chicago and I took an L train. Just because, and I was on there, I'm like, and I kicked on my uh, on my iPod or whatever it was I was listening to at the time. I put the Fugitive soundtrack on, and then I thought about maybe killing some cops. But the thing is, <laughs> that didn't happen. But like, the Fugitive Fugitive's just great, and uh, I will brook no dissent. It's just brilliant. And it's got Shakar in it from Babylon Five. <laughs> so it's just like perfect storm for you. It's basically what would happen if Indiana Jones fought Shakar. What? Who doesn't want that film? <laughs> Who doesn't want that film? No one. Only, only. Everyone does. It's interesting. You like the music because I think it's cheesy. I love the music. I don't <laughs> oh, know man. why I love the music so much. I'm not saying because the music is good. I just love it. Dun, dun, 
Maybe because I was like 13 when I saw the film and I just kept watching it over and over. I don't know. I don't, don't, there's no questioning. This is the zone of acceptance. It's the best film ever made. And that's your go, number six. Uh, where do we get to? Airheads. <laughs> Airheads, because... I see what you mean, mate. You didn't want to intellectualise any of this. No, this, this, this like, is why... I, I love this so much. This is just stupid stoner comedies. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Happy Gilmore, Dumb This Dumb is Dumb so Airheads. you. This is perfect. I know. And the... <laughs> it's and the... And where I said my list was a, a combination of um, uh, comedy and bad guys... Uh, we get the, we get the perfect trifecta with Airheads because it brings in the musician angle as well. Oh right, it's I thought you funny, meant it, I thought you meant it brought in Andy Garcia. A funny bat? <laughs> no, no Andy Garcia, unfortunately. But it does have Steve Buscemi <laughs> as the bass player and Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, uh, and Michael McKean as well. Um, oh which I wow, think it, yeah, which I think is perfect because. Uh-huh. But and I've always in my head, I've always had Airheads as this sort of weird unofficial sequel to Spinal Tap because in it he's meant to play this um, this sellout (laughs) radio jockey like used to be a rock and roller now he's sold out and he plays easy listening music (laughs) and I love in my head that's that's Spinal Tap you know what Michael McKean is on my list he's in Clue Ah, there you go he's in Clue Michael McKean's amazing so Michael McKean's on two Andy Garcia's on two all right, we got ourselves a showdown. Adam Sandler's on two. <gasps> well, okay, no, he's got about Airheads, four more. I, in my I can't remember Airheads very well at all. I, I, <laughs> it's I, stupid. I, it's so stupid. I, I don't remember it. I kind of really want to see it again though, uh, because of this. Like, I, I want to see Airheads again. I'm like, I want to see how good this is. This must be fun. It's, it's, Isn't Brendan Fraser? It is it? just fun. Yeah, he's the lead yeah, singer. I thought so. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler are um, uh, are the three members of the band. Oh, okay, and. Yeah, it was just one of those comedies. Michael McKean, saw. isn't it? Oh, now I really yeah. Now, for, uh, I thinking about it, uh, Airheads. I saw, I think, around the same year as Happy Gilmore, with the same group of people, and I yeah. think they both hit me in a, in a yeah. very similar way. That would be the it. right time in my life. But yeah, Airheads yeah. is just uh, <laughs> is is just ridiculous, but it's great. Okay, best number movie ever made. seven. Seven. It's the best movie ever made. Yeah, Groundhog Day. I love Groundhog. One time I was sick with the flu and I put the Groundhog Day video on when, instead of going to school and I watched it five times in a row. No joke. I stopped it when it finished, rewound it, watched it again to the point where I counted the number of days you see in the film, including every single slap that he gets from Rita counts as a day. The answer is 36. And that's why... I'm alone. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, that's crippling. But, the, 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 so, so Groundhog Day is so, a sweet one for you. No, I love Groundhog Day. Uh, I read it. I read it. doesn't matter. Uh, so Groundhog Day is uh, just, I, I think it's so beautiful a film. And I remember watching it in the cinema. It, it was uh, uh, on the end of its legs at the cinema. Uh, my mum really wanted to see it and went up to London. We decided to watch it, and the two of us just came out going, what a beautiful film. Um, it's really, really beautiful, Groundhog Day. Even though it would be ruined by today's standards. Because he would just have a cell phone. True. A mobile phone, and that would solve most of the problems. But, the fact that he doesn't... <sighs> it's, it's, so, it's so good. I love okay. Groundhog Day. 
So best movie ever made, Groundhog Day. <sighs> I mean, that would be tough to... Yes. <laughs> okay. Number seven. Number seven. Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way? I yeah. haven't seen Carlito's Way. Well, then you can't argue. Therefore, it's the <laughs> best movie ever made. <laughs> I'm glad. You're done. Um, You're right. Again, bad guy. Ex-gangster. <laughs> it has a bad guy. It, it has a bad guy. Oh, it bad guy. That's all there is. It's just... <laughs> It doesn't need to be anyone. Just if he's bad, I like it. It's a film. I watch it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you went walking. You should have done that for things to do in Denver when you're dead. Oh, what? things. Denver, dead. What? <laughs> Andy Garcia. <laughs> Your walking's much better than mine. Uh, yeah, Carlito's way. Ex gangster. Is that Johnny Depp? No. That's Donnie Brasco. That's Donnie Brasco. Who's in Carlito's way? Uh, Al Pacino. Oh, funny. <laughs> now I know why you wanted to know who was in it. I didn't. Uh, think, no, I did not know who. Was, <laughs> I thought it was Johnny Depp. I did not know who it was. Uh, yeah, ex ex gangster, desperately trying it. to go straight, drawn back in. It's fantastic. It's a great. Have movie. I not seen this film? I've heard so. I, I, it's, it's one of those famous films, and I've never seen it. It's a great movie, and also um, a beautiful dramatic irony. Really? Yeah. Oh ah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Opens with him dying. Really? Yeah. And the whole movie, you're just like, no, stay away from the guns and the drugs and the bad guys. Really? And it's just this spiral. It's great. Also has one of the most tense chase scenes at the end. Oh. I should watch it then. You should. Uh, one day, maybe I will. <laughs> well, maybe. Okay. Okay. Number eight. Yep. Seven. <laughs> I should have done number seven. seven. That's what I thought you meant when you said seven. No, uh, because yeah, seven, seven came out in 95 and Grandpa came out in 93. Oh, chronological order. I didn't chronological order. Seven. So seven, I had the experience of seven that you had with Ocean's Eleven, which was I realised I just keep watching this film and I really love it. I I I went uh, I, when Star Trek: First Contact came out, they had a big stand, display stand with all the VHSs for sale, and I asked if I could have the stand when they were done with it, and the shop said yes. So they told me, hey, you can have the stand now. We're done with it. I'm like great. I took the stand home, and I put videos in and of course because they're all meant to be the same video in the stand it's not a big deal that you can't see what all the videos are so the way I had to stack it up was like I had a whole bunch of videos in there but you could only see the front one there was only one so basically I had to pick six films that I could look at and I realised seven kept going to the top (laughs) of the list I'm like I don't want anything behind seven I'm like seven's one of my favourite films of all time (laughs) and then I also went wait a minute didn't get any Oscars. The Oscars are bullshit. <laughs> like they don't mean anything. Seven's the best film. Like how did the so yeah? So it was a very important experience. But Seven is so good. And um, I, you know, I hated it when I first saw it. Yeah. I was wrong. Yes, I'm yeah. to- totally willing to admit that now. Yeah. But I think I just did not understand the down ending. What is this? It's What's not. It's, it's not Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi crowd surfing, and <laughs> playing a prison. There's no Andy Garcia at yeah. all here. What is this nonsense? Yeah, yeah. That's so, Brad Pitt though. Brad Pitt makes another appearance. In Bra- the top Brad Pitt does make another appearance. Is Morgan Freeman shopping anything else? Uh, I don't know if that's no, not Morgan Freeman. I'm not going to go any further into that that total mistake of a choice of impression. Uh, so seven is great. Seven. I love okay. Seven. Okay. Your film, number eight. Uh, Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving your reactions to my stupid movies. This is a perfect. Like, the thing I love about this stuff is, like, no one else will have this list. Like, no one else will have this list. You know, uh, a friend of ours, Matt Moe, 
Here's, I asked him and he went, well, I know what three of them are. And he went, Naked Gun, Fight Club and Big Lebowski. And like, <laughs> that's Matt. That's just perfect. That is, no one else will have that list. So like, yeah, Uncle Buck, I am convinced no one listening to this, no one who watches my, who when I put these up on Tumblr, no one else will have Uncle Buck and Carlito's Way on the same list. That's not happening. I can tell you now. That will never happen. You are the only person who will ever say this. <laughs> Continue. Uh, John Candy. <laughs> I I think most of John Candy movies could make my list. I rather flippantly said that earlier about uh, about Daniel Day-Lewis. I think it actually might mean more with John Candy. <laughs> like, Home Alone, I watch every year for Christmas. Isn't Home Alone? Yes. <laughs> poker, poker, poker. He plays the poker king. Po- the poker music key. He gives uh, the mum the, the ride back to the house. She goes in his tour van. He's in it for, like... Six minutes. So it's even a cameo, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a cameo, yeah. <laughs> no. um, okay. But, uh, it's like Charles Grodin in So Married an Ex-Murderer. Exactly, right? It's just like he comes in and like, this is the best scene of the film. Yeah. I need to come and do your vehicle. No. No. no I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> um, yeah, Uncle Buck. I do, mainly, mainly for John Candy reasons. I don't blame you. <laughs> also, I, I watched that movie with my sister. Uh, again, we recorded it on VHS. We we wore that tape to the nub. Yes. Like, anytime we yeah. sat down to watch a movie, it would generally be that. <laughs> Possibly the Karate Kid if I had my way, but <laughs> I was a big Karate Kid fan, is it? As a youth. Uh, but yeah, Uncle Buck was the one. Yeah. <laughs> Who let the cat out? We don't have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good times. Good times. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, my one is The Usual Suspects. Nice. I love The Usual Suspects. I remember when I watched that. Does it have Andy Garcia? <laughs> no. Damn it. it has Chaz Palamentari and Kevin Spacey and uh, others. <laughs> Gabriel Byrne. Benicio Del Toro. I think my view of that movie was warped slightly by hearing you and your friends argue about what the uh, no I say argue one of your <laughs> friends argue yeah. about Will, Will my friend Will had just decided that to take up the idea that Agent Kuyan is Kaiser Sose and uh, this infuriated me because it, there was no reason at all but anyway that's neither here nor there the point okay. is Your Suspects is excellent best I, movie ever made of course and I remember when I watched it the first time and it finished and I was like, what? I had not, I did not see this coming and watched it again immediately. <laughs> and it's the only time I've you ever done You do this a lot, apart from Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day and Usual Suspects, the only time I've actually sat down, rewound the tape and watched it straight through a second time without <laughs> break. Um, I was just like, this is just, it, it, it was just so satisfying. I love, I'm a huge murder mystery fan, as evidenced by the fact that I have several murder mysteries <laughs> on this list. Yeah, I have The Fugitive, Seven, Usual Suspects, and Clue. Right, these are all murder mysteries. I love murder mysteries. And so Clue has three endings with flashbacks and stuff. And like, this is the best thing ever. And uh, and uh, Fugitive is just a great mystery. And uh, Seven is excellent. But the Usual Suspects is like, what? Are you kidding me? Let's go back and do that again. Uh, it's really cool. I love Usual Suspects. It's really good. Okay. What are we on, nine? Nine. Okay. Um... You're going to hate me for saying this, but this is not a cop-out. This is not me picking a trilogy or a bunch of movies. 
Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say... I've put, I put number nine on my list as a Pixar movie. What? Because on this is ridiculous. Given, because on any given day, when any of the, say, the you, first you, ten you, years you've of Pixar... You've tarnished this entire I podcast. have not tarnished... I could probably tell you what my favourite was. Which is? the uh, Finding Nemo. There we go. But... You know, if Ratatouille's on, then I'd find it hard to be so... But isn't it because you watch Ratatouille because you watch... It's on, but really you want to watch Finding Really, deep, deep down, I know I want to watch Finding Yeah, Nemo. it's like, this will do as something to replace Finding <laughs> You know, like, I watch Back to the Future, I like it, but I watch it because I want to see Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and once I've seen Back to the Future 2, I have to watch 3. I can't not watch 3. But I don't watch three because I want to watch three. You watch Ratatouille because you want to rekindle Finding Nemo. You're probably you're right. I think it's probably Wally. <laughs> I think damn it, Wally it might be Wally. Or is it Up? Or is it Oh God damn it! Fight Finding Wally. Finding Wally. <laughs> up. Oh man. No, Finding... but it's it, you know, see. This is it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't decide. I, I'm actually surprised. Pixar, uh, like Pixar, yeah, didn't on ma- your list, no, Pixar didn't make it, and I adore Pixar, but like, yeah, it didn't. Maybe make that's Maybe I just adore so many of them. Like, I feel like I want to put one on. Yeah, it, one I, 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 I wouldn't be upset with Pixar, like ten Pixar films being my top ten <laughs> because they're amazing. But at the same time, nope. There's just something about Pixar that doesn't have the magic that Dumb and Dumbass. <laughs> Or Uncle Buck. <laughs> like, those films just have a magic to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, at some point you raise your hands and go, yeah, this, this, isn't, this isn't a... <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I, I don't blame you, but... Yeah, you could have... Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, if I have to choose one, Finding Nemo, but, Why finding I'm, Nemo? but I'm wrong. Why Finding Nemo? Yeah. Um, the fin. I la- pardon me? It's the fin. It's the lucky fin. It gets me every time. I don't know. I tell it why it probably would be that one because I think for a long time it was Ratatouille because I just I, Ratatouille's amazing. Ratatouille's wonderful. Um, up. and I love Patton Oswalt as well. Yeah, there was up. so much time for him. And Up, up is great, but up, up, up is like every ten minutes, just sons of bitches. Finding Nemo, I think, probably gets me because every time I watch that, every time I still watch that scene as he's swimming out trying to uh, at the dare at the beginning yeah. and Nemo swims that little bit further and then still every time I watch it I'm going don't do it they're gonna bag you <laughs> I'm like, every, every t- time every time I watch the Lion King I'm like maybe Mufasa doesn't die yet. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he died again like, every time it's the first time it doesn't never change right <laughs> yeah uh, and I loved, I love, uh, I, I do have a lot of uh, time for road movies as well and that uh, oh yeah. yeah Dumb and Dumber Exactly, right? Road movie Dumb, trip. Dumb, uh, yeah. I love Pineapple Express. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that kind of... Yeah. That Terminator 2 is kind of a road movie. Uh, that's the way I like That's the way I look at it. <laughs> that's why it's number 11 on my list. You know, if we had number 11 and 12, oof, My Cousin Vinny and Midnight Run are up there. <laughs> I do love those films. Right, go on. Okay, last one, number 10. So this one made me understand what my list is actually about and why Pixar isn't on my list. Okay. You will notice that These Are Suspects came out in 1995. I was 15. So that was number nine. Okay. All of these films I watched to death when I was in my early to mid teens. Um, And as a result, like everything that's come after that, 
you know, that's when I started taking writing seriously. And so that magic, while there's loads of films I really appreciate and I love, and I'm very happy to have seen, they don't have that little magic, except for this one that came out in 2008, which is The Dark Knight. <laughs> Apparently, I saved space in my heart for Batman, which shows, like, how much I have grown up. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, The Dark Knight is my 10th uh, on my list, and I, I love The Dark Knight. Dark Knight's a great one. And I, and I don't care well. that it's got a rubbish ending where Joker has a really... Like, at the end where Batman's like... Speaking of which, I wonder how I got these guys. Nobody got these. And he kicks them off. I'm like, that's just rubbish. I don't care. It's the best <laughs> film ever made. I don't care that that is a rubbish, rubbish way to get him out of the mercy scene. It's still awesome. And then it's saved by Heath Ledger going like, the thing about madness is it's like gravity. All you need is a little push. And all, and he's such a good villain. And Jim Gordon's amazing, and Two Face is excellent, and Batman's brilliant, except for his voice. Everything is really great. I don't care that there are blemishes because it's so good. It and was I on, saved space for him. It was on Batman. TV a few months ago, I think just around Christmas yeah. time, and uh, it came on, started, yeah. and I had no intention of watching it because uh, in my head I thought, you know, Dark Knight's yeah. it's, it's a fine movie, but I, I, I don't have an awful lot of time for Batman, so yeah. I'm like, ah, but I knew that the heist scene at the beginning was good. Yeah. Uh, I'd remembered that much, and I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just watch the heist bit, and and you know, then probably go to bed. <laughs> Two and a half hours, three and a half <laughs> hours later, I have watched the movie start to finish, including the break because it was on ITV. The break for the news in the middle. <laughs> I sat through twenty minutes of news just so I could go back and watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's really good. Um, yeah, I loved. Th- there are there are as I say, there's there's Vinny and there's uh, Midnight Run and there's like Wrath of Khan and uh, Star Trek 6 and there's lots of films that I really love but for some reason The Dark Knight I watched that in the cinema and it just kind of went kicked in my heart and went I'm here to stay <laughs> and uh, you're not really going anywhere. I'm like ah there's, there's problems with you I don't like and you know what part of the problem is fans like you and I hate fans and it's like but yeah but you know <laughs> You can't really unlove me, can you? Like, no, I can't, Dark Knight. <laughs> I want to, but I can't. Yeah, so okay. that's my, my ten. That's your ten. Yeah. Number ten, The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> llama face! Llama face. Oh, yeah, every... I'm a llama again. Oh, the Kronk. The Emperor's New Kronk. Kronk. Yeah, Kronk. Kronk is all, all about... All day. Squeaker, squeaker. <laughs> yeah. Is he his own theme tune? Um, my, would you like these salmon puffs? The spinach puffs. <laughs> my spinach puffs. Um, yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Because yeah. I, I just the whimsy, <laughs> the whimsy. It's so good. Yeah, it's so so good. It just is so silly. Yeah, and and brilliant because of it. And I'd it's heard. So I, I never knew whether it was true. I never looked into it because I was just going to love it regardless. I'd heard that they had music in it. Yeah, it was apparently being musical. It was all, and yeah, they cut everything. And they cut everything, which is why it's a very very lean. Like uh, it's like seventy five minutes or <laughs> yeah, it's something. Really short. Isn't it's it? so short. It's just um, fantastic. But it's per- like it's so it's so tight because of it. Yeah, perfect. It's excellent. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, people really love Emperor's New Groove. Like it's it's one of those. Uh, but not Disney. No, Disney don't. No, they've kind of reluctantly accepted that it's one of their most popular and beloved have films. They? Yeah, Excellent. they've done sequels to it and stuff. But oh yeah, like, yeah, of course they have. But they, it's like yeah, well, we'll give you this groove <laughs> if that's what you beware want. the groove. 
But really, you don't know. Here's some more princesses. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's just, uh, we kind of like Emperor's New Groove, guys. It's really great. So uh, that's our 10. That is our 10. So that's our 10. Um, the point of this. <laughs> the point of this is, look, everyone has these lists in their heart, okay? Not in their heads. In their hearts. In their hearts. Uh, everyone does. And the fact of the matter is, you are going to rip this stuff off all the time. So own it. Like, actually own your influences. Like, people uh, people all the time are homaging things and influencing and saying, you know, I've got this influence. But they don't really own the fact that this is their influences. They don't really respect that this is where they're getting probably 90% of their ideas from. is from this kind of stuff. And it's like, if you know that, then you can personalize it and express what's unique to you rather than just copying films and stuff that you've liked you need to be on top of this list you do you need to be aware of it you need to know yeah as a writer you really do need to know that like what it is that like for example like you know looking at our lists for you know you love all these you love stupid guys yeah right and you love like dark criminal stories and it took the it took until last year doing this same activity with with um with jason the guy i write with for us doing this last year, for, to us to actually sit back and go, oh my god, actually, I love comedy and I love bad guys. Why don't we combine the two? Right. And so that became the writing project. Right, exactly. And it's like, with me, I I, I, I realised like I, I like pushing my characters to a point where they, you know, they want to sort of like... Uh, um, kill each other and stuff like I like action stories and crime stories where like not everyone is necessarily going to make it out but at the same time I'm not one of those things that like oh you just kill whoever you want it's like no the characters matter and stuff and it's just like but I I look at Transformers for example and that whole like just there's nothing held back I guess is the phrase the the best phrase like you're not holding anything back like Transformers the movie isn't there and there's going to be a second one or anything like that there's nothing held back there they're like we're doing this as best as we can and we're out Um, and I love murder mysteries and I love superheroes and things the thing that surprises me is there's no Star Trek on that list Um, yeah no Khan there's no... Uh, I can't... Or any of the three Khan remakes. <laughs> Let's ignore <laughs> that. Uh, it's actually funny. If I were to put one on my list, the one that would go on my list is not Khan. Really? It's, oh, because... It's Undiscovered Country. Okay. I actually... Why? Uh, Undiscovered Country is just one that I enjoy so much more watching, even though Khan makes me cry when I see it. Undiscovered <laughs> Country, I just love watching. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what it is specifically about Discovered Country that it is like. I love the way it looks. I love the music. I love the political. It's a murder mystery. Right there you go. It's a murder mystery. There you go. That's it. That's exactly it. It's a murder mystery, and it's got cool music. Bam, we're done. That's why it tugs at my heartstrings more than Khan, even though Khan is a masterpiece. And like, I love Khan. Uh, I don't. I don't think Undiscovered Country is half as good as as Khan, but. Um, there's just something about that murder mystery, political thriller, and space, and everything. Um, there are lots of films that I really love. But I'm surprised Star Trek isn't on there, but uh, maybe one day there will be a Star Trek film that punches one of these films off the list. It might maybe. change, but uh, at the moment, yeah, it's like so. I look at it and like when I'm when I'm writing stuff and things like that, like this list, I always try and come back to to try and like see what I'm ripping off. 
The top ten in itself can be a writing tool. Yeah, it's like, what am I ripping off? Oh, I, I'm kind of being drawn in by this thing or by that thing. Because you're going to have that natural inclination yeah, anyway inside you. Exactly. And so the great thing about it is not so that you don't go there, but so that you know. So yeah. you're not just ripping it off. You're not going like, oh, yeah. Like, for example, sometimes you go, people can trick themselves. They go, yeah, they, I came up with this great scene. And someone else watches and they go, isn't that an homage to such and such? And they go, yeah, I didn't see that but you're absolutely right it is it's like yeah you didn't realize that you were basically the reason you were so excited and so uh loving that scene is because essentially what you did is you rewrote that famous scene from another film that you would really a liked. good example of this perhaps be the the fargo tv series um i mean not in the obviously clearly not top 10 but they 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 are clearly using the Fargo yeah, but they're, they're the do- Coen Brothers movie. That's true, but they're doing it sort of a, a stylistic thing. As sure, okay. It's very deliberate that they're copying in that sense. Right. Uh, they're not, it's not the same thing of like, if you were writing a story and you go, oh, I've got this really great moment where the villain cuts off the hero's hand and people go, oh, like in Star Wars. You go, oh, I didn't see that. Right. That's why I went to the hand thing. And the great thing is if you realize, oh, I took it from Empire Strikes Back, then you have a question. Do I want to keep it? Or how about he cuts off his leg? Or how about this? Or how about that? Suddenly, that becomes a choice. It doesn't become, I just copied it because it's something that I, it's on the top of my head. So that's why this stuff I think is is really great because like also like you see how much fun it is to like sit down yeah. and go like oh man I love this film and you by mash the, films together by like, the way I, cool. I remembered the thing I was talking about in Dumb and Dumber what? the uh, you know the stuff that they don't draw attention to because there's always big oh, jokes yeah. in the movie and they clearly are, are saying like big joke big joke uh, and there's a couple of moments I remembered one they're reading a newspaper on the bed together yes uh, and. Um, uh, Lloyd, I think, is trying to read the headline yes. and struggling because he can't read. Yeah. And he gets to this word and he's going, and Jeff Daniels just goes, the, and carries on reading the headline. No attention, George. just like comes in and I just think it's such a brilliant gag. But there's a better one at the end. I also love like how inconsistent it is because Lloyd can't read the, but he can read Samsonite. Yes, and also, uh, we landed on the moon! <laughs> yeah, you read the newspaper, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one scene you can't this read. This is why you don't pick these things apart. It's, no, it's fine. It's funny. It's like, why doesn't that upset me? Like, it's, it's really cool. It's like, why doesn't it bother me? It's like, because the film is so stupid. It's okay. But there's another bit at the end, I remember now why I mentioned this, that, that scene when he comes in. Um, uh, when Harry comes in with the gun, tries to shoot the villain. Yeah. That's in uh, the villain, not Lloyd. Tries to shoot the villain, misses completely. Yeah. Um, the scene plays out, and the cops bust in at the end. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, "They strapped this bulletproof vest on me." <laughs> he's like, "Harry, what if they shot you in the face?" And the cop says, "That's a risk we were willing to take." <laughs> I think it's such a great line. <laughs> it is a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they shot me in the face. <laughs> Yeah, what is this? Your name is Harry, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, having to, as writers having top ten lists and then being aware yeah. of them. I think so. I think it's cool. cool. I think it's fun. It's fun. And uh, I say the only reason I limit it to ten is not be- like if you, you can you, if you make a list like that, like my list goes on for like 30, 40 titles because that's how many I went through to find them. Yeah. Um, but the the reason I say 10 is because it's just interesting to know 
what isn't on your list that you love. Sure. And then you go, hold on, why it? Why didn't that make it? Like, what? What is it about that that doesn't draw my interest so like, much? Like, why didn't any of the first ten years worth of Pixar movies make it onto your list? Yeah, and I'm like, I think it's because um, there's nothing about them that is particularly deeply personal to me. Like, I love them, but they're not very personal. I just think they're yeah. excellent. They make me cry, whatever. But they're not personal. Whereas these films are all very, very intensely personal. Khan, the Star Trek films aren't really personal to me. Like, I fell backwards into Star Trek by accident. I watched Generations in the cinema, really liked it. And by the time First Contact had come out, I'd watched all of The Next Generation. But I hadn't watched anything else. And then I got really into DS9 and so forth. I think if I did a list of TV shows, there'd be a Star Trek show on there. Sure. And I think my love of Star Trek is more on the on the TV show side than it is on the film side. Uh, and it's probably more DS9. Just as an aside, but you know not I mean? to um, overthink this at all, is yeah. it worth considering series worth of TV shows? As yeah, like you, you could do that. The problem with TV shows is you get good episodes and you get bad episodes. Well, then considering like seasons as a whole, then you could, but then so there's a whole problem, which is it's it's more interesting, I find, if you find a show you love to find the episodes of that show that you love. Oh, I see, okay. Um, but that's that was the case with episodic stuff, but now we have things like Breaking Bad, where like you don't think of it in terms of individual episodes, you think of it as the whole show. So maybe, do, I mean, I, I could pick you, a favorite season, I could pick a favorite season of Breaking Bad for sure. Four. Four, right? I, yeah. w- I would have picked three or four. Yeah, yeah. Gus is definitely a part of it, right? Well, that yeah. That's but no, it. I I get I get it. And I, I, I so the TV show thing just isn't as illuminating because here's the thing: with a film, it's two hours. You have the whole film in your head. A TV show is almost what seventy hours. Yeah, you can't keep that all in your head at the same time. And so you, there's all the, your knowledge of it just isn't as like like we broke down Breaking Bad to the two of us right, yeah. and we did everything same with Fargo. So we know that show really really well, but because we did, that, yeah, right. Um, but most of the time you don't have that kind of knowledge of a television show. You have that knowledge of certain episodes of a show that you've watched multiple times. If it's a whole show like Breaking Bad, you've probably watched it once or twice. So you remember the general arc. Sure. Um, but I don't think you have that kind of intimate knowledge that you would with a film that makes it as interesting to make a list about. Like the films where you know every line because yeah. you watched it. Yeah, and it five never changed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, with Star Trek, I'm like, okay, I really love Star Trek. I really love Babylon 5. But at the same time, there are lots of episodes of Star Trek and Babylon 5 I don't particularly want to watch again. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't impugn on the really great bits of them. Uh, and on the other hand, Firefly, uh, like I really love a lot about Firefly, but at the same time, I'm like, I that, there's some bad episodes of Firefly. Yeah, we were talking about this uh, a couple of days ago. Bushwhacked. I, yeah, Bushwhacked is the one. It's that not a good is, one, is it? It's not. It feel it's it's two yeah. half episodes. In there. Yeah, Faulty Towers has a bad episode. The anniversary is not a good episode. The whole the whole farce is hinged around a very faulty, weak motivation for Basil. Um, but then you get Arrested Development, which I love. Philly. Yeah. So it, it it's just with TV shows, they're so... It's harder to do, sure. I think. Um, I, don't, more, I, I don't think it's as helpful. I like, I, yeah, I like the idea that the, just keeping its films is more yeah. illuminating. Yeah, I don't think it's as helpful. Um, 
books, you could, a lot of it can be your imagination. Comics, yeah. films just seem to be the best one that everyone can come up with a list for, and it's kind of a diverse list and so on. Uh, obviously, I mean, if you want to study your television shows that you love, go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. And similarly, but, for, I know you just brushed by them, but similarly for novels, if you're writing novels, yeah. then that's that's probably that's what, the top that's what list you, do. you have to do. Uh, but for for um, I think just as a basic standard, as it were, films just seem to be really suited nicely for this. Yeah. Kind of experiment. Anyway. Cool. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I will put up some top tens, hopefully on my Tumblr one day. And I'll I'll set it up to go live with this podcast. There you go. And then um, people can send me theirs and I'll add it to the thing because I actually love collecting these. (laughs) Okay. See you next week. Okay.